everyone, and welcome to another episode of Looking for Love in All the Wrong Dust Jackets. Uh, we're some crazy college friends who thought, well, what if we talked about the things that we liked to you? <laughs> Fucking tits. My name is Liz. <laughs> I'm Danny. And I'm Wiggles. <laughs> this is our show. <laughs> Off to a roaring Off success. to a roaring start success yeah. with some uh, fucking tits. And I'm Tits McGee. <laughs> do you want me to do that again? No. No. I like it the way it I is. I like it the way it's it is. It's perfect. Cool. Great. I wouldn't change a thing. Fabulous. Liz, 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 never change. By the way, never change. I don't know how much I like this that Liz and I stare at each other. <laughs> it's like we're sitting, it's like we're two nobles sitting across each other. At the, they're looking, glaring across at each other uh, while we're sitting at the great table eating our fucking like feast of chicken only there's no chicken see now i'm just picturing the two kings in uh sleeping beauty when they're like drunk as shit (laughs) well we're not drunk as shit i wish you could be no because then i won't sleep (laughs) alcohol makes my insomnia worse Mm, fine i suppose Mm, i suppose suppose. (laughs) all right we better get our shit together Um, okay, so today we're talking about a movie that's been one of my favorites forever, uh, and that is My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Love it. Um, in my opinion, it should be up on everybody's list as one of the best uh, rom-coms of all time, but you know, there, there are stupid people out there, and so it doesn't make it on every list. But this movie is like, you know, you hear those stories where this movie should not have happened kind of thing. Um... My Big Fat Greek Wedding is one of those. Like, there was so many, like, uphill battles to this movie being successful that it's not even funny. So I'm going to give you the rundown. Let's bow, do it. Bow, bow. Okay. So <clears throat> uh, a lot of this information is going to come from um, an article in The Ringer written by Allison Herman. So I just want to give credit where credit is due. But also some of it is literally coming straight from my memory because... When I was in high school, I was this weird kid, shocker, I know, but I was weird specifically in the way that, like, I was obsessed with director's commentary, and I still, for some reason, remember a lot of that commentary. Like, here's a little Easter egg for those of you who don't want to listen to the commentary, but, like, want to know weird shit about this movie, if you look really hard in the... Um, scene where the parents are meeting and they're having the big party at um, Tula's parents' house, Um, you can see Tom Hanks because he helped produce this film because he owns Playtone. So... I... Now I have to, like, go back and watch it and be like, where the fuck is he? I know, me too. I'm like... It's it's around the time that um, Rodney and Harry (laughs) Mm -hmm. are, are drinking the ouzo, so... Oh, okay, okay. Um, I think it's around the time that you see um, uh, the the grandma um, yelling at them for being bloodthirsty Turks. So, yeah. I love the grandma. Um, so, um, I'll start with the information from the article first, because it's a little bit more fact-based, I guess. Um, so, I, we are coming up on, it is 20 years since my Big Fat Greek wedding came out. Part of the reason it had some struggle getting going is that Nia Vardalos, who wrote it, um, based it in a lot of ways on her own life, and it it actually kind of started, as, if I remember right, um, as like a one-man show. This is not in the art. I mean, it might be in the article, but I didn't read it that thoroughly. 
I'm, I'm really just sourcing some specific bits of information out of it. But part of the problem, too, is that she, she didn't want to structure it like the typical rom-com. And I think that shows. Part of what, in my opinion, makes it special is that it isn't just the typical shitty guy that the girl falls for and has to, like, convince to love her. Yeah. And they get to be- together back in the... At, at the end of the movie and he's like I'm so sorry I fucked up and she's like it's okay I've always loved you like shut up anyway but there's this quote um, from Nia Vardalos in here that says I wanted very very much not to follow the standard romantic comedy formula of he cheats on the girl and wins her back I didn't want them to break up because the only villain in the screenplay was the world against Ian and Tula and I, I think that she successfully did that yeah, she did. Also, it led to uh, a television series. Um, there's the sequel, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, which arguably doesn't have quite the same um, feeling to it. I, I think that it's, it's not quite as strong, but it's still a pretty good movie. And it's really great to see those actors again, because, of course, in spite of the fact that this movie was a smash hit, a lot of those actors did not see their careers explode the way they should have at the time it was not they were not expecting it to be a great success it was not supposed to be this like big breakout thing one of the things they comment on here is that it, it really came about through word of mouth which i kind of remember I'm, i know that when we went to see it because you know everything takes a year and a day to to get to south dakota it was my mom my brother and and i and we went to go see it and loved it. The reason we were interested in it at all is because they had a radio commercial come out that uh, that had like the Gus's like, uh, you you need to ask your permi- my permission to date my daughter, you know. And he's like, okay, can I date your daughter? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and we thought that was hilarious, and so we saw it literally based on that. But one of the things that they source here that I think is really interesting um, is that. It beat out The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, to become America's fifth highest grossing film of 2002. What? I'm a bit offended now because Lord of the Rings, Two Towers is one of my all-time favorite movies. Same. I mean, I love them both. I'm not like, but also I think that what I sort of vaguely remember, and keep in mind, I was like 13 years old at the time of Mm this, um, was that it... It came out and then didn't get a lot of, like, a big deal. And then through word of mouth, people were like, you need to go see this movie. And so then they would hold it over in theaters. And then more people are like, you need to go see this movie. And they would hold it over in theaters. And so it, like, had this, like, really extended run. And that's how it became this high-grossing film because it just kept playing. Versus Lord of the Rings, like, everybody went and saw it right away, right? True. And so I think that that's part of how that that came to be. But and also in general, like uh, the Lord of the Rings is not a relaxing movie. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it is to us now. I, I was gonna say relaxing. I find it relaxing it's our co- because it's a comfort movie to us. Yeah, it is. But it's not a movie where you're gonna go and you're just gonna like feel like comfortable sitting in the cinema the same way you would with my big fat Greek wedding. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, Especially the two other towers, two towers is a bit dark at times. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the other thing that uh, was sort of a, a problem in getting the movie going is that 
like I said earlier, it started off with her her one man show and she wanted to to do more with it. But there was like some pushback to her being the lead. There was some pushback to her husband being in the movie, which he is. He's just not Ian. (laughs) He's Ian's best friend. Are you serious? Really? Yes. I love him. He's a great character. Yes, that is uh, that is the actual Ian. But yeah, it was only once Playtone, which is like I said earlier, was picked uh, owned by Tom Hanks, chose to pick it up that she was able to have more um, creative license and how things happen. And so that's how she ended up deciding that that was going to be the case. From all the things that it says here, it was a very like positive thing for for both groups, and I think that's probably why we end up getting to have the movie that we have like you think about it this way a lot of the cast was greek or has a greek background Mm -hmm. um a lot of the cast were not super well-known movie star actors at the time also this movie manages to do all the things that a rom-com does without modern popular music without leaning heavily into tropes and without sacrificing the integrity of it so overall Um, I think that it's pretty great. Final thing that I I wanted to say here, a quote, uh, we viewed it as a film that if we got lucky with it could reach families everywhere. We thought it was just so relatable. Everybody, no matter where they come from, no matter what part of the world sees themselves and their families in this movie, which I couldn't agree with more. But yeah, uh, a lot of the uh, additional things that I want to talk about, like I think will get brought up through the process because I do have like all these like little nuggets that I remember. For instance, like the the actress who played, I think one of my favorite characters and um, the majority of the people who like this movie's favorite characters, uh, Thea Vula. Um, she, I love she, a Vula lot of her so lines. A lot of her lines are improv, are just like her going, yeah, I'm going to say this weird shit and you're going to run with it. Um, for instance, the uh, the the moment when she goes, Ian, let me touch your hair. <laughs> That's She didn't <laughs> think of her line and she just was like, I'm just going to do something weird. And it's in the movie. She is really funny. I also love Nikki, Oh, her yeah. daughter. Because she's just like, she is the atypical, like, Jersey girl meets Valley girl. But at the same time, like, when she busts into their travel agency and she's just like, oh, this is your pottery class. Everybody knows. pottery class. It's like, you are a riot. Uh, There's not a character in this that I don't mm -mm. love at least a little bit. My favorite is her mother. She really does a good job, and I don't know if it's the actress, the writing, or both, but it feels like she does a really good job of portraying a mother, of having both that, like, really softness and that, like, supportiveness while also being like, but could you just do the thing I want you to do, child? She's a very good um, balance between being the overbearing, very involved in their kids' lives. Mm -hmm. But she also has that, those moments with Tula of look, here's the thing, I do support you, and I understand, but we got to go about this a certain way. Dealing with her father. Oh, I love her father. Can we talk for a second about Tula? Um, and I have a couple of key points I want to mention. One, I love the actress. And this oh. is one of the few movies, especially from a time period where they never did this, mm-hmm. where a person, an actress, looks like a real person. Mm-hmm. She's stunning. 
Oh, yeah, she's... The one thing I hated, though, is you can tell that they photoshopped the hell out of her waist on the, um, like, the front image of, like, the, oh, like yeah. the DVD and stuff. Because she is beautiful, but mm-hmm. she doesn't look like she's, you know... She's an everyday woman. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that no. in the perfect way. Like, I want to see somebody who, like... I don't, she doesn't look like me. She's way thinner than me, but like she looks like a real person mm-hmm. and she feels right. like a real person. Well, and at that time, it would have been so easy for them to cast somebody like Gwyneth Paltrow or something like mm-hmm. that in that mm-hmm. role. And you'd just be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Well, and one thing I do like about this story too is in a lot of stories where they have the like makeover thing, it's, oh, she really likes this guy. She's going to make over for him. No. Not in my back fat Greek wedding. It is, uh, she started to do things to make herself feel more comfortable with herself. Yeah. It had absolutely nothing to do with Ian. She had met him, but it was a, at the restaurant, she didn't know his name. He didn't know her name, you know, thing. It was, she's trying to make a more, not, (sighs) what came to my mind is a more acceptable life. That's not what I mean what she wanted to do she's trying to make her life into something that she wants and this was something she wanted she did things that made herself feel better about herself well it has the the feeling and i'm not sure if this is what they were going for but it has the feeling of somebody who's coming out of a depression yes to it absolutely yes one of the things i really like about this movie is i've watched it at so many different stages of my life Mm -hmm. it's been one of my favorite movies for a very long time and i had the privilege of being able to share it with my little sister and now we've we joke about it all the time and put some windex you don't on know it. my little <laughs> sister is uh 13 years younger than me so she's part of the gen z um age group and this is not this movie would not have even crossed her threshold otherwise right mm-hmm. and the difference between when i watched it when i was 13 and when i watched it when i was 20 and when i watched it when i was you know late 20s to when i watched it today or well I watched it yesterday the point being uh, every single time it hit different every single time and one of the things that I never noticed until this most recent viewing like I I realized that she was probably going through um, a depression but I noticed like I, I used to think that the reason that they made her hair look the way it did was because they wanted to show the drastic change between who she was before and who she was after but there is a, a dullness that happens to your hair when you can just barely keep, take care of yourself. And it is you, you could be washing your hair and using the right shampoo, the right conditioner, all of that. It, I don't know what it is, but the times where I am definitely at my lowest, I see that in myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what an important detail. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. It just hit so different. I was like, oh, my God. Well, and one of the things I noticed this time, because I also noticed things differently as I got older, is, you know, her mom fusses at her when she gets to the restaurant about, like, that you closed last night, you're opening this morning. And to me this time, it it was one of those things of, oh, that's not her being like, you don't have a life. It's her being concerned. Right. Like, she's Mm -hmm. doing too much. And I think that's why Maria jumps on uh, Tula wanting to take the computer classes because she is trying to do something for herself. And it's the first time, I think, in a long time that Tula has done something for herself. And so that's why Maria's like, 
nope, Gus, we're, she's doing this. Now, she does it in a very backhanded way <laughs> that makes him sleep in the doghouse for the night. <laughs> it cracks me off, but... It's really funny when I was watching that, because I watched this with my husband, and I watched that, like, we watched that episode, or not that episode, but that, like, moment where the mom has been like, oh, no, we have to make it think it will... You know, it was his idea, and we have to go about it this way, blah, blah, blah. And I just looked at him, and I was like, I don't have the patience for that. And he's like, nope, I know you don't. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know what I think right away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, your husband is also a millennial. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) We all are. But I do think, going back to what you were saying earlier, Danny, about how her mother is, like, excited for her to pursue this thing about computers, because she's like, yes, at least she wants something, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, one of the other moments that I caught this time that I really didn't think about before, like I thought it was just, you know, once again, just another way for them to indicate that, um, Tula was finding love with Ian and whatever she, you know, her mother makes a comment and you were happy. You're happy today. You were happy yesterday. You were happy the day before. Now you're happy all the time. Like at the time that I was watching this all the way up till now, I was like, oh, that's just like. Her mom's catching on to something's not Going on. the same. Yeah. And now I'm like, that is one of the most depressing lines mm-hmm. that you your mother notices when you're happy because you haven't been for so long. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, to boil it down, as much as this movie is like a rom-com, I don't think that's what it is. Like the love is there, but that's not... To me, that's not what it feels like. To me, it feels like a person, Tula specifically, like the story is about her finding herself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Falling in love with herself. Yeah. Well, and that's what she did before mm-hmm. Ian really even comes into her life. Because yeah. she was, you see her at the travel agency when they've tricked her dad into sending her over there instead to work for her aunt. You see her in the travel agency, and she's having fun. And yes. she even, when she's talking to her aunt about, you know, how they're going to talk Gus into this and everything, and she's talking to her aunt and her mother, one of the things, it it's quiet because it's like, it's one of those moments where, like, they're coming into the scene and they're having the conversation already, so it's, you're far away, it's not, mm-hmm. like, right up close, but she's, like, one of the things she says at the very, very beginning of that scene before you even really get close to them is, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, Ma, but I think this is a step. Mm-hmm. Which is such a beautiful thing, and honestly, like, as a 30-something, which she is, and we all are mm-hmm. at this point, that is one of the biggest realizations of, like, I'm doing this because it's just the next thing that I feel like I have to do yeah and it might not be the thing that I do in five years but it might be it might be the thing I do for the rest of my life but right now it's the thing that's gonna help me now exactly and you have to like I don't know I'm gonna go on a tangent we can cut all this and I apologize but like I don't know if you tangent, tangent, tangent. I don't know if y'all had this when you were like especially in high school and stuff like we were fed this thing as millennials we're like you pick a career and that's what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? What are you going to do? Um, 
and I fucking fell for that hard. Oh, so did I. And, mm-hmm. and like, I got almost super depressed after, like, college and stuff because I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And Oof. I was talking to Pap about this just a little bit ago because he's kind of changing his career choice from doing, like, tile construction, floor construction, which he's very good at, to being um, a cook and a chef and all of that, which also he's very good at. His food is amazing. Um, and I told him once, and I was like, the... I think with Wells, I told you this too one day. I was like, the greatest thing that ever happened to me is I switched careers. Mm-hmm. Because I had that moment of like, my life is no longer defined by this one thing and one piece that I'm choosing. And it's now defined by the many moments that I'm building over time to define like what I want and where I want to go. And there's nothing wrong with saying I tried something and I then decided I wanted to go do something else. Exactly. Mm-hmm. One of mm-hmm. the best things for me as an adult, after I had my daughter, was changing jobs because I worked in a truly toxic work Mm -hmm. environment and was the job that I currently, I've switched positions a lot in the company I work for, Mm -hmm. um, but was the job that I, I got right after my toxic one the perfect one? No. Did I move into positions that were vastly better for me? Absolutely. And I like my job. I do. Mm -hmm. It's not perfect. No job's gonna be. Unless it's like, here, go review this hotel in this distant location and we'll pay you for it. I would do that in a heartbeat. Can we talk about the romance for a second? Uh, five seconds, yes, five minutes, whatever time Absolutely. we've decided. It's our podcast. We could do what we want. So this is supposed to be a movie about das romance. Let's not tell you. It's a movie about her. It's fucking tits. It's a movie about <laughs> her family. And the romance, though is like at first I kind of had those vibes again of like there's not enough conflict in the romance but then there's like really good moments Mm -hmm. and my favorite my absolute favorite moment I think the moment that is to me the most romantic um is the moment when they're in the restaurant and he was like oh you're Greek I'll take you to this Greek restaurant and she's like oh no my family owns it you may have actually seen me there and he was like oh yeah and she was like, yeah, I was in my frumpy phase or whatever. And he's like, I don't remember frumpy, but I do remember you. And I was like, oh, my heart. I know. Beautiful. My cold, dead heart right? just beat for a second there. Isn't that what everybody wants who who isn't out for, like, someone else's money or something like that? Like, just to have somebody see you really at see your you. worst and not look at you and go, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and like be like I, I i see you oh god yes well and like every my my favorite th- line of the entire romance um is it's not even about well it's about their romance but it's not even from one of them there's it's the part where they're baptizing mm-hmm. ian right and her brother <laughs> bro- oh her, yeah her brother nick is like this isn't so bad. And she's like, are you kidding me? At any moment, he's going to get up and walk out of here and be like, you're so not worth this. And he's like, yes, you are. I know. I know. That's, like, that's the only thing he says. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't breathe. I think the reason that that romance for me, like, works is because, again, it feels so real. Mm-hmm. Like, that is mm-hmm. how a romance is. It's not them going to extraordinary lengths. It's them having fun together and genuinely enjoying each other's company. And 
well, and it's normal human mm-hmm. conflict. That's like, it's so normal to not get along with your in-laws. It's so normal um, to have culture clashes because even if you're literally just somebody who's coming from, um, you know, the South to the Midwest, that would be yep. a culture mm-hmm. clash. Absolutely. So it's like, of course. And, and it feels like something that is relatable in the sense that anybody could experience it, but it's also relatable in the sense that it's a romance that's not whirlwind. It's a romance that's work and it pays mm-hmm. off. Well, I don't want to be mushy gushy, but I think the thing that I love about it so much, other than the fact that it feels real, is it especially feels real to me because I feel like the frumpy girl. Like, I feel like the girl who's like, I'm going to put my pants on, I'm going to put my makeup on, my hair is up in like a messy bun, my glasses mm-hmm. are here. And like, when that happens, there are still those moments where like, oh, I'm sorry, this is going to be mushy gushy, but like, where like, I see my husband just like, still be in like like still stare at you yeah like still that that, that, that like you. that like romantic beautiful love and you're like that's to make eyes at you. real pappy does oh, i love him it is one of my favorite um, memories ever of pappy <laughs> when he was drunk that one night <laughs> he was very drunk and he was in the middle of a group of people just overtly hitting on liz constantly <laughs> this wasn't that long ago. It wasn't so, this like, long that long ago. We've been, been married for like no, eight or nine years at this point. Yeah, just overtly hitting on her, and she looked at him at one point, and I'm sitting there, and she just looks at him and goes, "Would you stop? What? Are, why are you doing this?" And his response was, "Have you seen you?" Aww. And my cold little heart melted a little bit because <laughs> I love my fucking brother and I love his fucking wife, and it. It was just so funny, but it is. It, that is, Pappy makes eyes and makes little moon eyes at you every now and then. But that's what makes it this movie feel real mm-hmm. is the idea of somebody being like, I don't care if you wore a, like a brown frumpy smock or if you wear this like cute pink dress. I, I I'm here you. for you. Like, as the person you are, Mm -hmm. like, that's the romance, man. That's what we all want, isn't it? Well, and I I like how they complement each other's personalities. Yeah. He has, so Mm -hmm. she comes from a big, boisterous family. She's not that way. She can Mm -hmm. be, but for the most part, she's a Mm -hmm. much more reserved person. Ian's not that way. He is a much louder person. He is a teacher. He, that's just how he rolls. And so I think they complement each other and, like, bring out better instances of themselves together. You know what I mean? Well, I think, Danny, it goes back a little bit to what you were saying earlier, where the romance is there, but it's not, like, defining her as a person. Mm -hmm. Because you see her come out of her shell and be more of herself. And, like, she's doing that without him. And that's Mm -hmm. a big difference for most romance, like, books or movies or TV shows. She doesn't need him to be her yeah, she's self. just trying to understand and find herself. And in that process, this guy shows up who's like, well, I saw you when you looked like, you know, like you were depressed and whatever. Like, he doesn't say that, but that's what we as the the viewers see. And I see you now when you're being, like, cute and fun-loving. And I liked you both times. And I still want to be here, but, like, no matter what. 
That's cute, man. It got, and her reactions. Can we talk about her reactions for a second? Yes. They're so fucking cute. Um, when he she saw him outside and he like waved at her and she was getting like a drink of water. She basically worked in a goddamn fishbowl. I wouldn't be able to work in that office. The entire like front of her office is a giant window. Yeah. It would kill my soul. Mm-hmm. Her response is to when he is paying for his food outside the window to flatten herself against the wall and slide down the wall so he can't see her behind the water cooler. And it's fucking cute because I can't say that I wouldn't have done it. Oh, I would have done it. I would have done it. Yeah. Well, and then the, the as soon as he walks away, she like rushes to the window to be like, I gotta, I gotta I check just, this I just want to look at his butt. <laughs> Oh, the best. And then when he comes back and gets an ass whooping by his grandma. (laughs) The best, though, is the first time they actually interact, like, full-on interact, is he goes in there, and they just sit behind her desk and, like, talk. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm here for the cute. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, like, she completely embarrasses herself in front of him by, like... She walks away with the head, so... Knocking herself out with the headset... And his reaction to that is not like, wow, actually, now that I've gotten to know that you're a fucking weirdo, I'm out. (laughs) It's like, let me sit down with you and and check. You've you've charmed me. His reaction is the best, though, because it's first, you cool. And then it's like, okay, so this thing happened and it was pretty ridiculous. So I'm going to laugh at you and laugh with you. Isn't that the, yeah, laugh mm-hmm. with you, but like, isn't that the best to be in a situation where like you can flirt all you want, but the best is when you're just like naturally just together. Mm-hmm. God, this is, what? why is this movie making me mushy? I'm out of here. You and your husband it's are real. very much like this. It's I have manufactured bullshit. yet to cause myself to fall over because I, my headset was still attached. Um, and I, I have, say but I yet did theater tech <laughs> because it's gonna happen. I have, but I did theater tech, and that yeah. I also have to say that one of the things that I like about that scene is that it does. She doesn't him and haw when he asks her out. Yes. Finally, it, she's just yeah. like yes, and I'm like yeah. Well, it's <laughs> the same. The same thing I, happens when they finally go up to her uh, to his apartment, and it looks like it's supposed to be like this cute like. Are we going to flirt? And then are we going to like, you know, spend the night together? And mm-hmm. as soon as he's like, this is my apartment. She's like, cool. And jumps him. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, she yes. Jumps that. I'm like, yes, girl. Well, Get actually, I, this is this comes back to Aaron watches the director's commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. That wasn't scripted. And she just did it. No, it was. It was. But she was like, I don't know if I can have a sex scene. My family are going to, they're going to watch this. And she's like, I, I, I don't know how, I don't know if I can do this. And she said the only, like, basically the only way she could, like, do it and feel authentic about it if there was if there was a level of humor to it. I, I mean, I Oh, think I think it's the best. I think it's, I think it's the best way to handle that scene because it feels, again, authentic. Like. Well, and especially after yeah. weeks and weeks of going out yeah. and, like making out in the car and she keeps like being like no we have to stop we have to stop and it's finally like that moment of well this like it's it's now or never and she's like it's now it's right now (laughs) this is my apartment would you like to come up i don't know if she is a virgin at the time of this but she's definitely not been getting it for a while right and and so i'm sure that there's like when when you have that like pent-up energy of like 
Okay, we're we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. It's like it does sort of become like a now or never situation. Like you either go now or I go now, and I walk out the door. Like it's that. Are, those are the options, and and so it once again felt very real. Of like I've got this like frenetic energy that I gotta get out, and also I want to dump your bones, literally and figuratively. I would also like to say that I love how her family affects everyone around them because like Mm -hmm. even his parents they loosen up immensely by the time the wedding happens well a lot of shots of orzo will do that well yeah but they hadn't even really done that much at the wedding yet yeah when because like his his dad laughed about the fact that his mom's name was harry in the (laughs) in the thing because she, they said, come on, we're going to... Rodney Harry. Because they said, well, come on, we're going to go dance. And she was like, no, I think I need some more Uzo before I do that. And his d- dad stands up and goes, come on, Harry. And she takes a shot and they go out and dance. I do think we maybe need to talk about the parents with a, a little bit more of an exacting lens, though. Um, because when I first watched it, and I think that this was true for the most part of everyone... You look at Ian's parents and sort of cast them kind of in the bad guy yeah. role. They do have that really awkward interaction where they clearly don't uh, realize that it would be offensive to equate different ethnicities yeah. with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not great. But for the most part, otherwise, they're just trying pretty hard to be nice and like adapt. And her parents hate them. Like you, the, like, you plaster them with drinks and then just, like, thro- throw all these people on them that they were not expecting and, like, treat them like they're these horrible people. And, and they just come back and they're like, hey, you know, this isn't what I'm used to, but I'm going to be nice about it. Meanwhile, like, Gus has some some sexist and xenophobic yeah, kind of yeah. views. Yeah, he does. He really does. Like, as much as he has some of the funniest goddamn lines of the and movie. And he does come like, around, but. He, a he little does. bit he comes around. Yeah. But, like, on on, on a more adult watching, Gus yeah. is the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's, defi- it's not her mother. You know? Like, she definitely has some old-fashioned ideals, but at the same time, she comes around. She cares what is important to her daughter. She cares what's important to her kids because Nick also wants to be doing something else. He wants to paint. He wants to be an mm-hmm. artist. And she, I feel like even if she has to do it behind her husband's back, she supports her children with what they want. I think too, yes. on top of it is it shows the differences between the classic nuclear family and then um, the families, whether they're in this movie Greek or we would maybe say like old big Italian families mm-hmm. um, where you kind of live in the same community perpetually. Yes. And mm-hmm. again, I keep associating it back to my, my real life and I apologize uh, because I have that a little bit, but from the outside. So like every time I go visit my family, um, my extended family on my dad's side who all live in the same city together, except for like me and, and, like my brother growing up, that those moments happen where it's just like a, all of a sudden it's like 20 to 30 people being like loud, boisterous. And it feels like that. It feels like well, that we just watched. Literally, I was at Thanksgiving and my uncle kept feeding me shots. And he was like, hey, this happened, a shot. And then he's like, oh, 
oh, we're watching volleyball and we all have to cheers and hope that they make it through, you know, this this set or this match or whatever. There's another shot. For real, that happened. It's great and I love it. But if you're an outsider coming into that, you're just kind of like, oh, my God, do I just what do I I do? That being extremely overwhelming. Like I my family was this to a degree. Um, It has changed um, since my grandfather passed and my grandma is grandma has alzheimer's um but it has changed because we used to all be i mean she had six kids there's a lot of us but well now it's different because all of my dad's siblings have grandkids of their own they all do family we don't do one big family thanksgiving anymore or christmas Mm -hmm. anymore because there's just there's so many of us in who have you know other bits of family in other situations we just don't do it anymore but yeah, it was very much then. That's a Catholic thing. <laughs> there was a lot of people. Oh yeah. Yeah. So my family, when I saw it, it was my mom and my little brother and I. And my brother would have been nine at the time. Loved it. Like we loved it because um, obviously we're not Greek. It's like one of the few European countries that we don't descend from. <laughs> it's insane. And uh, but we come from a very very big family. And so there were some of the things that we were watching that we were like, that's, that's us. We do that. We do that. You know? And it was like this really funny thing. And now watching it as an adult, one of the things I realized is that like, we are, my brother and I are the equivalent of Tula and Egan's kids. Oh. Like my dad really had that community of, of this like clustered together him and his cousins all lived in the same mm-hmm. town now if we get the entire family together it's ridiculous i don't know how many cousins i have that's how, how many cousins i have and and so yeah now i'm, I'm realizing that. that like we're that generation that finally was like yeah i think we're gonna move away um but prior to that 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 was my family that and it, it's it's interesting too because timeline wise like um you know nia vardalis is maybe like 10 years younger than my parents maybe 15 so it actually makes a lot of sense well i was thinking about the same thing as we were talking about it and obviously i was telling about my experience with my my family currently when we get together for big holidays is even though the midwestern family uh vibe that we've lived through isn't always day to day maybe years more so based on what you're just saying there we're in each other's lives but those big holidays or like the like you know family reunions the big family summer picnics Mm -hmm. it's just like so many people and it's always centered around food and like it's all of the kids you know like like a big easter picnic i remember like going out and everybody all of the kids are like hunting Easter eggs and we would rent one of the big shelters at the parks and there's like a huge massive potluck and it's like all of my great aunts and uncles and their kids and and their kids as kids and just like so many people. Mm -hmm. Well, and what I remember most is congregating in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's always in the kitchen. Always in the kitchen. And like, in fact, as my as my grandparents got older, they renovated their house to make their kitchen bigger mm-hmm. because they had six kids. Each of those kids had averaging out to two kids. One had one and mm-hmm. one had three. But, you know, which realistically for six kids, having 12 grandkids is not that much. But we all, like whenever we had a big, like 
whenever we had Thanksgiving or whenever we had Christmas, we all like congregated together in the kitchen and talked and everything, even though at Grandma and Grandpa Jaden's house, it was kids eat in the basement, even though I was an adult, I still had to go eat in the basement. <laughs> you gotta eat yep. the kid table. You gotta eat at the kid table. That was just how it rolled. Which, actually, their basement was fairly nice. It got nice. They they renovated that at one point, too, when I was a teenager. So it was much nicer when I was an adult than it was when I was a, a kid. Not that it was bad or anything. It was just, you know. Well, the small town Iowa house. It's funny because, um, so, on my dad's side of the family, I have a big family. But then on my mom's side of the family, I also have a very big family because she's the youngest of seven. Um, and I think I always, like, miscount because of my siblings. But I think there's... 15 of us um that are all in the same age bracket um or generation bracket if you will um and now they've all started to have kids and it's like now if we try to get together it's insane it's insane and so i kind of look back i look at how easy it was for us to get together not that it was super easy but i look back on it kind of now and go oh it it it's i miss that and i i miss the ability to have to, to well to have what Tula has and I think that by the end of the movie mm-hmm. she kind of gets that yeah. like as Ian talks to her about the fact that he's got cut cu- he's got a couple cousins that he never sees right mm-hmm. well I definitely get that again so like everybody on my dad's side lives in I'll just say they live in Omaha and not everybody but like grand total there are 15 cousins and me and my brother never lived in Omaha and then I think two cousins now have moved away, but like everybody also has younger children, which I mean, I don't want kids or anything, but like the idea of going and being around the whole family, I think I definitely see the difference too. Like every time there's a holiday and sometimes they hem and haw over like if somebody's going to host it or if they're even going to do it. Because they get to see each other all the time. And I'm just like, but this is the one time I get to see you guys. And you just don't have that experience. One of my favorite moments in the entire movie is the night before the wedding. Or or what it appears to be the night before the wedding. Um, Tula's lost in thought, sitting in her bedroom. And her mother comes in and so, you know, says something along the lines of, Tula, you know, what's wrong? And she, she asks, you know, is, is my marriage killing dad? And... And those conversations that you have where you're just like, am I making a selfish choice because it's what I want, right? Um, am I hurting my mm-hmm. family by choosing me? Which I think that anybody who's had to make a choice that is in disagreement with what your family wants knows that feeling. Mm-hmm. It hurts. It's it's a sting that's unlike it's, it's other things, you know? Mm-hmm. And the way that her mother handles that, I think, is just so admirable. She says, like, we brought we came here for you we had you for you we didn't we wanted you to live and to live the life you want um and i just she has this beautiful touching speech and then when grandma yaya comes in and shows her 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 i can't remember Mm -hmm. what the the technical term is for their or not technical term but the proper name for their um the, like, flower yeah, they're flower they crowns. The I'm ceremony. sure there's a lovely name, and I'm I'm just um, stupid and forgetting it. But um, you know, she she takes hers and she places it on Tula's head, and they have that beautiful moment where they tr- she turns to look in the mirror, and there is the 
generational set, uh, pyramid set up there. And it's, it's just, it says so much that words never could, you know? Well, and I think it's such a lovely moment for Yaya too, because like she is, I don't know if she's not altogether there or if she just really is like very stuck in the old ways and thinks that she's constantly in danger. I think she suffers Mm -hmm. from PTSD Um, from all the wars. I, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's a lovely moment of where you get to see her calm and understanding that this is your granddaughter. Your granddaughter is getting married tomorrow and wanting to show her the beauty of what's Mm -hmm. coming. You know what I mean? Like she, she had I feel like a moment of clarity of this is somebody mm-hmm. I love and this is going to be an important thing for her because like she's constantly running around doing she's weird ass shit. She's the fucking thing in yeah. the world. Every, oh, every little piece of Greek language that I know is from her shouting it in this movie. <laughs> and, so, and so if it turns out that uh, she it was making up total bullshit, um, I'll be heartbroken because... <laughs> Which I don't think she was, because... No, I don't. I I think any Greek in this was actually yeah. real. But as we're talking a little bit about the comedy, I maybe want to stray to that a bit, because we've been a bit serious. Yeah, and it's true. It, and well, it's a fucking funny movie. Hilarious. But it's a fucking funny movie. Um, speaking of Yaya. Oh my god, the obsession of Windex. Yaya, it's all gorgeous. Them telling him how to say things incorrectly so that he says just absolutely horrible <laughs> things. Which, like, Greek. as much as you're like, those are those are full adult men that do yep. that. Yep. Uh, full adult men still fuck around with their family full like that adult all the men time. Absolutely like, your family, bitch. Well, and I also see that as them welcoming him yes. a little bit into that's the family. Because exactly they're fucking with him. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, you're family now, which means that we don't have to play nice, which means we're going to do all this dumb when shit. My- so this is this is how you get welcomed into the and family. It's, and it's all in good fun. Like, they know right. that nobody's going to get upset with him because they right. did this. Like, their response is it's to a little hit. smack upside the head like you, like you need. Well, right. To hit, well, like, so Maria's response when he, I think he says nice hit, nice tits to mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. in Greek. And her response is not to get mad at Ian. No. Right. Immediately, she's. She She's stares at, at him for son. a second, like "What the fuck?" and then hits her son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my one of my favorite things is that that whole bit that they have where they're fucking with him and they're like, "I'll lighten you. I'll lighten you by taking out your kidneys, right?" And then <laughs> the Joey Fatone has that like serial killer response where he's like, "Hey, Ian, we're gonna kill <laughs> you!" Dancing and stuff. <laughs> We're gonna kill you. They've all been metaphors, and he's just like, "We're gonna kill (laughs) you." Or when they, when he, he, he gets him to, he wants him to say, he tells him that I think everybody would get a good kick out of if you said this. It means everybody, let's go into the house. And it's after he's already, yeah, (laughs) and it's after he's already asked his future mother or told his future mother-in-law in Greek that she has nice tits. So he doesn't believe him. And so he asks Joey Fatone, how do you say everyone let's go into the house? And he says it. And they had clearly talked about it ahead of time because it's something mm-hmm. like something about it balls. Well, and as somebody... So like, I have three testicles. Or something yeah, like I have three I testicles. I do not know a lot about many languages, but I, as somebody who like now is an adult... Hearing that, I'm like, Ian, how are you not tripped up by the fact that it sounds very much like the word three is in there? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like, don't you teach English? Oh my god, it's hilarious. Like, oh my god. Well, and it's exactly the type it, of thing that my family would do if if we spoke another language. Absolutely no question. Like one of Oh, without oh, yeah. a doubt. That 100%. would happen. 100%. Oh god, my brother would be the worst. Well, you got to fuck with him a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's how you roll. It's But it is it's it's a very accepting way for her brother i feel like to act because mm-hmm. again he he's playing jokes but they're not but they're not just malicious. jokes they're no. not me like the the threats uh on ian's life aren't aren't just jokes well no well, no but like the actual pranks he plays they're not mean they're not but i mean they are but they're not something that's gonna get him no. hurt it's him fucking but around. also He's treating him Nico like a brother. In general is, is a fantastic character in this movie because he, he's got all these like surprisingly poignant lines and then he's got stuff like that. And he's mm-hmm. got his own like story arc, which we've briefly touched on with the with the art. But I think one of the things I, I like best about him is how much he supports Tula. One of my favorite things is when they're doing that montage of all the guys that uh, Gus has brought for Tula to like hopefully hit it off with, and they're all terrible in mm-hmm. some different way. And every time she looks over at Nick, he's just like, no, no, no. No, run, mm-hmm. no, no, run. <laughs> he's protective of her in a way that a brother yes. should be, I feel like. Without being overbearing like he cares about, about- Yes, he cares very much about her happiness, but he also mm-hmm. just wants to make sure that he can trust the person that she is putting her heart mm-hmm. into. Again, I feel like it just comes back to the level of realism with these characters yeah. because that, yeah, that's exactly how you expect a brother to be. He's going to be a shithead one minute and then the next minute be like, but no, you're actually worth it. You know, that kind of, that's, that is my that's favorite the sibling. line the entire movie and i know we've already talked about it Mm -hmm. but i it is my favorite line in the other yeah he's gonna turn around any second yeah (laughs) so not worth it yes you are are. yes you are and i'm just like oh god instantly instantly tearing up yeah my heart but we did say we were going to talk about the comedies so (laughs) yes Sorry. One of one of my favorite scenes is when Yaya like has is brought back by the neighbor, and, <laughs> and they bring when they bring her back into the room, it's like she's being brought back into prison. She's they're like hi Yaya, and she's like yep, here I am again. But my favorite part of that is the neighbor like who's clearly been putting up with right. Gus's shit for for a few decades now Years and is like this point. <laughs> so done with your shit and so he goes on his spiel of like give me a word any word and and she just like walks away she's like get the shut the fuck up like she's done but <laughs> just love like she had one job and she nailed it with when she had to deliver mm-hmm. those lines where she's like keep your mother off my lawn and away from my roof <laughs> fuck this should be basic <laughs> Didn't she also say, like, an out-of-my-basement? Yeah. And you're just like, how is this little old lady getting everywhere? Well, like, she, that's the thing is, Yaya is super sneaky about shit. Like, and there's a moment where she is trying to sneak out again, mm-hmm. and the... the um, sprinklers? Uh, sprinklers, come on. And then she turns around and goes back, and I'm like... Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Jesus, this old woman's just like, I will sneak out of this house where I am perfectly safe. But she's, she's like, I, oh, want, I want the Yaya backstory so badly... Because, like, 
Oh god, it'd be when, so funny. When they find out about Ian and like there's all that family drama, which is hilariously handled, I have to say, from top to bottom, with Nikki coming in and she's like, Oh, Mr. My Pottery favorite. Class. <laughs> and like, okay, am I wrong? Because I didn't notice this before, but when she comes in and like adjusts her titties, um, is she checking out his boner? Was he sporting a boner in the <laughs> Mount Olympus I think challenge? that is what, that is how I interpreted it. Because, like, she, I don't know, she asks a question or something, and he just, like, gestures downward on him. There's only one thing he is gesturing what? or glancing downward oh to. Oh, God, that was tripping me I up. I was like, oh, well, I've never, how have I never noticed this before? But but him and Tula were getting kind of he was oh they were they were they were having a time for sure yeah mm-hmm. but yeah when they oh Mr Pottery class and it's such a funny thing of like well this woman saw this and then she called my mom and then my mom called your mom and I'm like yep. that yeah that's, that's small a thing. town shit that's right there. thing that's small town shit or it's small yeah, community yeah, shit like, sure. yeah in Chicago <laughs> like you don't get away like, with shit not for long no. but. I do Mm-mm. love when they get back to the to the house and like you know Gus is obviously throwing a temper tantrum, but then you look over like it's if you blink you'll miss it. But like in the background, Yaya is just chugging a beer. She's just like, <clears throat> oh, I do love that. I remember that. Isn't she drinking Miller Light or something like that? <laughs> You're like, Yaya, where'd you even get that? Like, <laughs> oh man. Just out of the fridge, you know. When you're that old, you're like, might as well, might I mean, as well. Honestly, that'll be I'm us. so ready to be yaya. Yeah, yeah. like, I'm like, right. I'm gonna fuck with so many people. I th- I don't think that, um, honestly, uh, Gen Alpha is gonna be able to handle us because they're gonna be the ones who have to deal with us in the nursing homes, and they're not gonna they're not gonna be ready. As we've talked about before, what's going to happen is we're going to be blaring like fucking Eminem and shit in our yes. cars, and then we're going to be playing D and D in the nursing homes. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be just like, oh, we're playing D. It's D and D. It's going to be like, what are you talking about? This is how the paladin cast this, and it's like, no, that's how it did it in five E. But we're back here playing seven E and blah blah blah, and we're just going to be yelling at each other the whole well, time. Well, the way that you're sometimes like. Uh, dementia will kind of work is that it will throw you back yeah. to a different time so we're going to be saying shit that we've stopped saying a long time ago we're going to be like talk to the hand because the face is tired of listening <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god I don't know that I ever said that the level of sass that's, sass that's going to come out of our generation when we're that old is is, is got to oh. be high oh yeah we've always said that our entire group is going to end up in the same nursing home and just wreak havoc i mean we're gonna have a specially trained force to keep us contained all right um but my one of my favorite family members out of all of them though and i've already mentioned this is thea bula she's i love her yes yes Mm -hmm. i mean she is the funniest thing uh, one of my favorite lines that she has, and I think it's another one of those that's like unscripted, is when Tula's getting ready on the wedding day, and she says, "Do you need sponging?" <laughs> like, <laughs> how, was she, she, how was she gonna say yes to that? She was gonna be like, "Yes, how come in and wash me." Her? 
Wait, I do not remember this oh line. God. She says it to. She, like, she, she takes says her it to like, Tula. They're like all obsessing over her zit, you know. And then she like yeah, goes I remember off that. to go take a shower. And um, at one point, like in the montage of all the bridesmaids getting ready and everything, uh, she's just like, "Do you need sponging?" And just like yells it into the like bathroom at her. <laughs> I do not remember this, but that is it's amazing. Oh. There's so much shit of hers that you're like, what, what did you just say? Like she describes to Ian's parents that she had a lump on the back of her neck that right? had teeth in it. It was That's her twin. So fucking real though. I know so many it, family I mean, it happens. who it are does like, happen. let me tell you about all my medical oddities. And you're like, okay. Like nobody, nobody wants to know that. <laughs> like that is a legit thing that happens, but. Yeah, but like you don't just like meet you people just... and go, I'm going to tell you about Except this. I know people who do. I, I resorbed my I twin in. I, I mean, I'm one of the people that people tell those things to. Like, I, I think I remember you are. telling you, are. you, you about, like, it was uh, near the beginning of the pandemic, and I was at, um, or no, it was like halfway through, and I was at Sam's Club, and this woman started telling me about how her, her and her granddaughter had both had COVID twice, and I'm like, I don't know you. <laughs> um, I don't think we've really talked about the wedding and and how well i think that was handled like having mal been in not count can you even yeah count i had them? to count um not counting non-bridesmaid roles um nine i think mm-hmm. i'm pretty confident in that number that is that is a very good representation of how hectic it can get. Like when they're all like all down down at the kitchen table and they're like all getting dolled up and they all have like their mirrors. I mean, granted, there are a lot more bridesmaids in that wedding than I think any I've been in. Although Liz, Liz it's tried. Be pretty close to mine. <laughs> I was say, Liz, Liz tried. tried. <laughs> Damn. I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I I couldn't help it. No, I called it out as <laughs> as much as you did. But you're right. Like, that's exactly how it goes of getting ready. Of you're just like all on top of each other and all just trying to be like, well, uh, does this look, this lipstick or this lipstick? My hair looking like this or that or like whatever. And as soon as the bride walks in, everybody's like, to the bride, we must fix the bride. That moment with her, like, all of her aunts, like, fixing her hair. And I'm like, how does this turn out even remotely okay with that many hands? Like, that's the least believable part of this movie (laughs) yeah also the fact that she like after the wedding they're in the car together and he's like don't dab wipe like who did your makeup was it your aunts yes Yes. because she's just wiping off just the, the like that's the cutest part when he's just like listen this doesn't look like you like go back yeah go back like what is this? And she's ripping like bows off her wedding dress. Right. And she's like, help me with the veil. Get the veil off. And they're both just it's laughing at It's like the comedic it. version because of when Christina is like, get me out of this thing. From Grey's Anatomy. Yes. <laughs> but it, it also feels realistic to a wedding. Like what you're saying again, because like, it's just such a almost farcical thing. It's so hectic. And then yeah. when it, after it's done, you're like, okay. Well, and even in the prep process, it's it's as much as it's mm-hmm. supposed to be mm-hmm. about the bride and the groom, it never fucking is. No. Like, oh, no. the part where, like, her cousin Nikki has gone out and gotten the design for their their bridesmaid's dress just, like, 
entirely on her own based on earrings that she like Tula didn't even really like that much (laughs) or or the wedding invitations it's like that is so spot on with all the different stories of things that have happened in the weddings I've been a part of it's not even funny except that it is (laughs) except that it is and from the outside looking at Mm -hmm. it's funny in the middle of it you're just like why are you doing this to me what is this Oh my gosh. I, I did love that. By the time they've gotten to the wedding, the the culture clash, all that has stopped being uncomfortable. Like enough that her, her um, that Ian's dad is able to make the joke that it's mm-hmm. all Greek to him. Mm-hmm. I thought that uh, that's the perfect use of that joke. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 They're realizing that they love Tula. So they'll, they'll. And I think they even like her family. Her now. family because they do like her when they've spent. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. It just was, there was a lot. It was a lot. And they just needed an adjustment. I would have needed an adjustment. I would have probably curled up in a ball and died. Well, it is kind of the perfect example of like, well, if you're happy, we'll mm-hmm. be happy. So we're just well, going to go through it. They even they even have like... The only way out is through. Yes. way to be comfortable and laugh about things where it's like, it's kind. they're kind of being insulted, but in a well-meaning way. Like the part at the end where um, Gus gives them the... Mm-hmm. The deed to the house as a gift. Theavula's like, uh, mm-hmm. this is this yeah. is what we do. The parents they give a gift. <laughs> it's like I think everybody does that, but okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, say, but sure. like, maybe like, not everybody parents, gives a, gift. a I think house. That's oh no, true that's... in most cultures. Um, but it, uh, the way that they just kind of roll with yeah. it, like you can see, they're kind of like, uh, okay. <laughs> By the way. They found a way to get Yaya not to go into the neighbor's house. It's no longer the neighbor's house. It's Dula's. I never well, I, put yeah, that thought that together that maybe the neighbor was like, fuck it, we're selling this house. I'm so done. <laughs> I never <laughs> thought about that. Because, yeah, it ends up Tula yeah, lives next door. I, I assumed, you know, it was like just a different house next door. I'd never like put that thought process together that the neighbor was like, I'm done. Fuck. God damn it. I do think that is very like, like very typical of a a parental group that's like nope you don't get to go anywhere we're gonna buy you the house right next door right it also is a little strange to me is is tula the only one of the kids that don't live no with her parents no her older sister no no no. uh the sister doesn't live there because it's her she's the baby making machine as she says Mm -hmm. in the beginning anita yeah i just couldn't tell if nick lived there nick did live is her name anita what i don't remember with the sister but nick Nico lives there still. Okay. I yeah. didn't know if he or lived Athena. there. No, her sister's remember. Athena. It's Athena, yeah, I think it's and Nick. Yeah. Because all the, the that's the whole running gag at the entrance like when they're introducing the Ian's parents to the family. Anita Diane and Nick. Anita Diane and mm-hmm. Nick. Um that that <laughs> that part was not one that like I could see reflected in my family. We don't we don't do that. It was yeah, really was, funny. No, either. but I thought it was really funny. Although I am the best though is I when it's just Nick's. It's just Nick, 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 Nicky, Nick, 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 Nicky, and Nicky's just like, yeah, I'm waving like I'm here. It's like oh funny, fucking funny. Like that's the thing is like a lot of it's very realistic, and then some of the comedy is just like, all right, yeah, that's fucking. funny. I remember shortly after I showed my little sister this movie for the first time, it was her birthday. And so I decided mm-hmm. that, like, the best way to, to make her birthday cake was to make a bunt cake and put a flower in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's funny, too. 
Oh, it's a cake. It's a cake, Emery. There's a hole in this cake. There's a hole in this cake. <laughs> See, I fixed it. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Oh, no, it's just somebody yelling in the background, you fixed yeah, it. You fixed it. When she brings it I, out. Well, I do. That's another like director's commentary. One that I remember from the past is her saying like her, her mom gave her a lot of shit for that one because she's like, <laughs> like definitely was like this is not me. What are you doing? I know what a cake is. <laughs> it's like, it's but it was so funny, again. It was though. so funny. <laughs> the, the times they break the realism is bun. for the comedy, and it's just like a bun, a bun, a bun. <laughs> A bunt. <laughs> it's Whoa, a cake. It's All a cake. cake. <laughs> I know. There's a hole in this cake. <laughs> a hole in this cake. I love to the moment where she's like, "Ah, oh, Vula. Um, there might be a problem with that. What's the problem? You tell him I'm the best cook in the family. Oh, I have. And he goes twice. Like he's he's a little afraid <laughs> for her at that moment. And she's like, "Um, Ian is a vegetarian. He doesn't eat meat. What?" He doesn't eat meat. What you mean he don't eat no meat? <laughs> like everybody in the room stops. It's fine. I'll make a lamb. <laughs> Just like what? Okay. <laughs> Just like oh god. That felt very midwestern mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Like especially because my sister's a pescatarian. Of like, what do you mean? But we always eat ham at Christmas or some shit like that. Like yeah. what like- do you? I guess you can eat the mashed potatoes. Well, it's like, in my family, I think the we do this, like, big Thanksgiving every year. Not everybody can come every year, mm-hmm. but, like, everybody who can comes, right? And uh, one, I don't think there's a single person who's like, oh, I better make sure that we have a vegetarian option. Like, it's just like, no, you, yeah. you get to no, pick what you eat either. and you do whatever you want. This is a buffet-style meal. If you don't want it, don't take it. Or bring the food that yeah, you like, want to eat. Because, yeah. like, this is what's happening. Could you imagine going to a Midwestern, like, big and family no gathering meat? and somebody's a vegan? Oh, my God. Oh, I was going to say somebody's a vegan. Everything oh. is made with so much butter and cream. You'd Impossible. be fucking done. Yeah, no. You, you couldn't eat a goddamn thing. You couldn't even no. eat the fruit because the Literally fruit would be nothing. dipped in chocolate or something like that. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna. Yes. You want some fruit? No problem. We'll make Snicker salad. What? What? Or there's Jello oh, in God. everything, which is also oh, not Jell-O. vegan. No, it's not even vegetarian. No. Nope. <laughs> God damn. We it like there are specific food groups that the Midwest has that nowhere else has, and it, Jello is among them. Yep. And I. This is gonna make you cringe. I hate oh, Jello. This doesn't make me cringe. I get why you would hate Jello. I'm just acclimated. Yeah, this makes me the cringe. Jello. I just like the level of variations in Jello I've had in life. Like I've had Jello where you mix the Jello with sherbet and then like done that with ice cream, chill it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, like it's just again, it's a whole other fucking food group. All right, so I I mean I feel like we've touched on a lot. We could talk about this movie forever. We could do like a Murphy's length discussion about this movie. I think we maybe Um, did, and then probably then some. (laughs) Probably. um my my pity to myself or you liz however we end up editing this um but it'll be fine so let's go ahead and like talk about our 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 overall ratings here um starting with spice although there's not a ton in this but um what are your opinions on that like one one there Mm is a moment of suggested spice so that's why i have to give it a one like a zero would be like there's no kissing or anything 
Yeah, I mean, it's not supposed I mean, to be a spicy film. No. It's supposed to be a cute, I fall in love no. situation. Yeah. Although I will say, I mean, like, there is a kiss, and I remember it because it's the one on the bridge, and it's not a good kiss, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. There's a lot of but, making out in cars. Yeah, but there's a lot of making out in cars. Yeah, there is that. The making out in cars. I will say, um, my mom laughed so hard at the part where she gets out of the car, like, I think it's like the third date or whatever, um, and she can't walk straight. And I didn't understand why as a <laughs> kid. Didn't, didn't click. And now I'm like, mom. so yeah i mean i agree it's a one yeah what about romance though romance Uh, i would probably give it a four i would too especially because like the romance while again we've talked about it uh however many times is not overt but it's like it's real, man. Yep. It's a real romance. It's a very realistic situation. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. And it's good. It's and good. it's healthy. Mm-hmm. And it's kind. And it's the kind of romance that you want for yourself. Right. That's that's the situation you want to end up with. And it's not one of those like, oh, I lust after that guy. But like that love and that romance. Yes. That's what's up. Oh, my gosh. If I could have that, if I could have somebody who looked at me the way he looks at Tula, who cares about me the way he cares about Tula, I'd be like, all right, I could give up this whole free bird thing. Same. I mean, Liz has it, so. I do. My husband just texted me and said, wow, you look so sexy over there. So I got it. God damn it, Pappy, and your cuteness. (laughs) Lock it up. You tell him from me. He can't hear me. Tell him to lock it up. Wiggle says lock it up. He says no. He's shaking his head no. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, this podcast was not supposed to turn into me gushing about my husband. Uh, but no, it but seems... it did because you have a cute fucking relationship. Sure oh, fucking tits. Um, anyway, what about the entirety of the movie? I love this movie. I really do. I'd probably give it a four out of five. I'm, I'm sitting between like, I think I'm closer to just like a straight up five. Like... Again, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, it's not the, the, the most perfect movie that exists. For, Happy says five. <laughs> but for what it is, it's a total five, right, Wiggles? It's a five. Five. <laughs> I mean, the fact that I have watched this movie at so many different stages of my life and it's good every time. It is. That's telling. And it's telling that's you a different telling. story every time. Yes. I only yes. say four because my personalness, no, I'm that's not a, a romance person. Um, as far as movies are concerned. But I do love this movie. Why are you here then? I don't know. <laughs> you do. I love romance books. This is supposed to be a book thing. But. Because we needed some controversy. We did. <laughs> that too. <laughs> no, for me, this is absolutely a five. I've, I've loved this movie since it came out. Like, um, I. I I have owned the DVD since it was, you were able to have the DVD. So like, am I biased? For sure. Um, But the fact that I have a lot of movies that I loved as a kid that do not hold up today. Like 20 years later. Yeah. 20 years later, this movie holds up. It does. Okay. Well. So (laughs) that was our opinion. That was was our opinion. No. Okay. Um, So moving on. If you haven't ever seen this movie, I very much recommend it. Like. Quick question, though. If you love this movie, what other movie is? It doesn't need to be a full thing, but, like, you got, like, one? 
movie book otherwise? I have a book. <clears throat> I have a movie. I have a book that I, I suggest at some point we read. Um, it's if you are obsessed with a very like westernized idea of narrative, it will be hard for you to get into. But if you are um, interested in different cultural myths and different, um, uh, not not even different, but just like a unique story, like this is just a really unique story. I've never found anything mm-hmm. like it. Um, there's this book call and there's a movie as well that you can watch if you don't feel like reading a book um called um water like water for chocolate and uh it has uh very interesting family dynamics not as positive um and and when i say not as positive i mean not positive at all <laughs> very very different family dynamic but um but it it has this um joy for love that that this movie has um, and a love of love that this movie has. And I think that it's just a really interesting read also in general. I, I don't want to give too much away. It's so I'm, I'm going to stop talking about it. Um, my suggestion is a movie that like is really focused around the cultural battles and a individual coming up as like in two cultures, like the culture their parents are and the culture they're living in. And it is more of a teenager perspective. And while there is romance, that's not necessarily the point is Bend It Like Beckham. Mm. Oh, that is a good one. Mm-hmm. Which uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it, never watched it, it's about a uh, young girl growing up in England, really wanting to play soccer and kind of like explore her own like path and own life while her parents, I believe they're uh, Indian. Indian. Yeah. Uh, just want her to get married and live the typical life where you get married and have kids. So it's, um, I really enjoy the movie. I don't know if it really plays up or like, if it really, I don't know, stands the test of time, but I love it. Um, so a little bit of a weird one here. Crazy Rich Asians. I've never seen it. I know a lot of people like it. It's, it's really I have good. the book and I'm really excited to read the book and then watch it. It's really good. It's. Basically, it is a um, a guy who is his family is incredibly rich. They're mm-hmm. old money, and he's dating a she's a professor mm-hmm. at NYU and everything. And she didn't know that he was super wealthy and everything. And he's going back for a wedding and bringing her with him. And it, like, freaks out the entire family because they know he's going to want to propose and everything. And that's not okay with them because they're so they're so wealthy and they're so protective of everything. And it's, it's, it's really interesting. Mm. It plays in a lot to um, a lot of their culture. And how even um, people born in, um, in China and... And different Asian cultures are considered different from Asian Americans in oh, how yeah. they're raised. Um, so yeah, I just I thought it was really interesting. A lot of really funny moments in it, but a lot of really heart wrenching moments too. Hmm. All right, so so cool. All right. uh, those are recommendations. Those are our uh, ratings and everything. So if you liked that, 
and you like us, you can find us out on the socials at uh, Wrong Dust Jackets or just Wrong Jackets. I believe that's Twitter. Um, if Twitter still even exists when this comes out, who knows? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, or you can just find us at uh, WrongDustJackets.com. Uh, ladies, any final words before we send this off? No, I'm good. Cool. No. Uh, no final words other than. <laughs> Uh, bye, y'all. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye now. Bye. <laughs>